And welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. It's about education today on Saturday. Education, education, education. Not indoctrination. Uh, Teaching kids to think and how to think rather than not to think. There's so many things at stake here. The biggest, of course, being the future of the country. And the education system is is a mess. Teachers' unions make it a mess because they care about teachers' unions and their power. They don't care about your kids. Uh, you've got the woke teachers out there. I don't think that anywhere near the majority of teachers are that way. I think the majority are probably horrified by it. But these teachers and administrators and, quote, educators who want to take your kids and make them think, uh, I don't know, that they're transgender or they need some preferred pronouns, or, and again, when you get to kids, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, their their minds are not ready to, to tackle these certain subjects, okay? They're just not. And trying to force it on them, trying to force, and, and trying to ignore parents, of course, because parents don't want this done. And example after example, suddenly we have so many kids, supposedly, the one teacher, I remember the claim that she had uh, more than half her class was transgender, and she was teaching third or fourth grade. What is wrong with you? To form such an opinion is ludicrous, but to try to talk to your kids about it? Look, if you're transgender, I don't care. I don't care what your sexual preference is. I don't care what your gender preference is. That's your business. Leave kids out of it. Uh, Let's talk about a new bill. This is not for elementary school, but this is happening in Florida. The Florida legislature is taking up now. They just introduced a bill. And this is part of what the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is doing. Uh, He's already taken, taken on the colleges right? The teaching of CRT, the teaching of things, especially to smaller children, uh, that makes the white kids feel guilty for being white, feel like they're less than. The black kids feel like they're victims, the ultimate victims, and they should be bitter and hate white kids. Uh, And again, you don't have to tell kids directly you need to do this, but if you teach them enough BS on both sides, it's going to happen. You know, the effort to divide our country is something the left's done for a long time. And this is just the most despicable form it's taken is aimed at children, being aimed at children over race, gender, anything you can think of. Okay? Uh, anything they can make you think of. Next next thing you know, they'll be in the lunchroom trying to get the kids eating their hot dogs with ketchup to fight the kids who are just eating mustard on their hot dog. That's how inane this is becoming. The governor of Virginia, uh, Governor Yunkin, one of the first things he did was get into this situation of fixing the education system, standing up to teachers' unions, standing up for parents. The reason he won was because the Democratic opponent he had, a former governor, Terry McAuliffe, trying to get his old job back, him saying that uh, once Youngkin said, hey, I think 
parents need to be involved in education and what their kids are being taught. And old Big Mouth McAuliffe came out and said it. I don't want parents just making those decisions. And that was a message to every parent in Virginia that screw you, we're the state, those are actually our kids. You're lucky we let them take you take them home at night. That was basically the underlying message. So DeSantis has gone heavy into this. And here's the bill, a little bit about the Florida legislature introduced a bill that would overhaul the state's public university system. Again, this is not the beginning. This is the college years we're looking at. Uh, they want to get it closer to Governor Ron DeSantis's vision for higher education. And let me give you a summation of his position on education. Don't go woke. Educate, don't indoctrinate. The legislation introduced by State Representative Alexandrade, who is a Republican, would give more power to university trustees appointed by state governors. It would allow trustees to review the statuses of tenured professors for any reason and eliminate gender studies and critical race theory as possible majors or minors. One problem we have, was we, we all know, was student debt, college debt. Paying way too much, and oftentimes it's being paid for courses that are garbage. And you talk about predatory lending? Uh, this is just wrong. And it's good the governor's taking it on. And yeah, tenured professors, sometimes they get away with some garbage they shouldn't, and they should be able to be removed, frankly. I don't care if you have tenure. If you're in there teaching racism to your class, you probably shouldn't be teaching at a state university or any university. And yes, the governor should have the authority to say, no, you can't do that. No, period. Whenever applicable, courses should promote the philosophical underpinnings of Western civilization and include studies of this nation's historical documents, including the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and subsequent amendments thereto, and the Federalist Papers, the bill says. Federalist Papers, very key. If you read the Federalist Papers, a lot of the questions you have about the Constitution and the intent of the founders, although the intent was pretty clear in the language in the Constitution, but you read the Federalist Papers, again, chiefly written, but most of them were written by James Madison. Alexander Hamilton wrote a bunch of them. And John Jay wrote several. You're going to get a much better grasp of the Constitution. I think I was taught about the Federalist Papers in in school. It was a private school. I don't know if that mattered. It was in the late 70s. I don't know if that mattered. But I was taught about uh, the Federalist Papers. I was taught about uh, extensively about the founding of the country, the battle over the difference between the Articles of Confederation as to the Constitution and... I think I got a really good education on the founding of the country and what the Constitution says, what it means, how it's amended, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I was never given a picture at any level of school that the United States is some evil, mean, terrible country. And I was also not taught the United States that the United States is in any way close to being a perfect country that's always been pristine and perfect and infallible. I was taught about slavery. I was taught about segregation. I was taught about Jim Crow. I was taught about polling taxes and 
all the other negative things that have happened in the country, including with the American Indians, which both sides committed some atrocities there, uh, to the war between the states. I was actually taught to think about it as, well, why did certain states secede for different reasons? Maybe it wasn't all about one thing and one thing only. I was taught to think and to study and to become interested in history. And I look today and I see kids being taught race, 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 America bad, America bad, America bad, America worse, America worse, America worse. And it makes me sick. You're not helping these kids. You're hurting the kids. But the left doesn't care because they're actually indoctrinating these children. Uh, On with this piece here. Courses may not suppress, listen closely, courses may not suppress or distort significant historical events or include a curriculum that teaches identity politics, such as critical race theory, or defines American history as contrary to the creation of a new nation based on universal principles stated in the Declaration of Independence. That's why America was founded. Now, did America not live up to all the the promises? Yeah, I was taught that too. Kids should be taught that, absolutely. But did the Constitution, as written, leave the perfect mechanisms for fixing those things? At one time, slavery was legal. We fixed that with an amendment. There have been several amendments that have fixed things, like giving women the, the ability to vote. Again, constitutional amendment fixed it. I was taught the Constitution allowed itself to be changed by, again, by uh, by a long process. It's, it shouldn't be easy. Snap your fingers, the Constitution's changed. But that's what kids should be taught. Just teach the history. That's all you have to do. There'll be points of disagreement, points of uh, debate. Why did this founder own slaves, but uh, tried to end slavery to in, in in the founding of the country, Thomas Jefferson was talking about. And why did he give up? Because he wanted the country to be formed, the United States, to d- adopt the Constitution. All kind of discussions go on. Look at the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions written by Madison and Jefferson. Could states nullify a federal law they found to be unconstitutional? It's a fundamental question about our founding. These are healthy debates, healthy things to be taught, but teaching kids that their skin color matters more than anything else? No. Teaching them to, how do you teach a small child that that person over there, because again, they're their age, they're one of their classmates, but they're guilty of something because you've been treated poorly and it's their fault. People look like them's fault. And also you're teaching kids at the same time that the only thing that really matters about them is their skin color. That's twisted, ugly, and evil, my friends. Uh, Let's see if we can get a little more information here. The bill also bans any spending on diversity, equity, and inclusion of the infamous DEI or DEI programs. DeSantis, who seems to be considering a presidential run in 2024, claimed DEI programs are, quote, an ideological and political filter during a press conference earlier this month, a coalition of presidents of Florida's community colleges also committed to not teach critical race theory last month, promising, quote, 
not to fund or support any institutional practice policy or academic requirement that compels belief in critical race theory or related concepts such as intersectionality or the idea that systems of oppression should be the primary lens through which teaching and learning are analyzed and or uh, improved upon. In other words, take the communist propaganda out and teach the history. The good, the bad, the wonderful, the ugly, teach it all. That's how you learn. That's the way education should be done. Uh, the bill comes after DeSantis rejected an advanced, advanced placement African American studies course in January, uh, claiming that it was part of a political agenda on the wrong side of the line. The Florida Department of Education's Office of Articulation went even further arguing the course lacked educational value and therefore violated state law. In other words, it was, can you say propaganda with me, boys and girls? I knew you could. Uh, God bless Governor DeSantis for doing this. God bless every governor who's standing up and saying no. No, we're not going to teach kids to hate America and hate each other and be divided and be bitter and be angry. Again, especially small children, they don't need the added stress in their life. You know, a, a little thing can become a really big deal for a small child. And we don't need to be doing that. As teachers, educators, hell no. So there's that, my friend. The uh, the governor of Florida fighting again. Uh, maybe you should say to make education great again. So good for him. I'm very happy with the Governor DeSantis in this way. I think he's an excellent governor. I think he'd be an excellent president. I really wish that Trump would stop attacking the man. I don't get it. A, he's not even running. <laughs> uh, B, here's a newsflash for you. Most of the people who really, really like Donald Trump, like me, really am happy with the way he governed as president, wish like hell he was still president today. Most of those people who would gladly vote for him again in 2024, most of those people also really, really, really like and really hope one day Ron DeSantis will be president. See, you don't have to hate one to, to, to love the other. It's a stupid thing Trump's doing. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know why. Uh, again, uh, if DeSantis were to run, then you have debates. Debate the man. Uh, maybe Trump has a feeling or maybe he's been advised that he has to, to tear everyone down that opposes him as disloyal. I think that's, that's stupid, quite frankly. Uh, again, if DeSantis gets in, debate him, have a debate. He'll debate with you all day long. Uh, and, and eventually you'll end up with a winner. And yes, it will be one of those two people. Uh, and so people like John Sununu and Nikki Haley and, and whoever might get in, Mike Pence, maybe don't even bother waste your time. Okay. It's going to be Trump or it's going to be DeSantis. Me, I want whoever wins that, that fight, that debate. I want the debate to be civil, useful, and I want the best man to win. And I want the loser to be a man, to have a spine, have a set of nuts and actually stand like a man shake hands at the end of it and say, you know what? God bless you. I want to do everything I can to get you elected. Whether it's Trump doing that, whether it's DeSantis, 
All what I'm saying is stop the bullshit, okay? You're creating a fight where there is no need for a fight. Some people, I grew up with people, they just wanted to fight every time they drink. They wanted to fight somebody. And after a while, they, they wondered why people weren't asking them over anymore on a Friday, Saturday night. And I remember a friend of mine telling them, goes, dude, you want to fight every time you come over here and get drunk? You fight, you get you get the heck kicked out of you because he couldn't fight worth a damn at all. And then he would pass out somewhere in the backyard and piss on himself. He was a pathetic thing and nobody wanted to deal with it. So he had to understand that wanting to fight every time he was drinking around people who were trying to have a good time doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I remember one night he started on me. He wanted to fight. He, I was the only one he hadn't fought or some such garbage. I just looked at him and walked away. And I remember, hey, come back here. I ignored him. I walked away. He wasn't a serious person. To me, this is serious stuff. This is the United States we're talking about. It's the greatest country in the world. Let's make damn sure we do not allow a Democrat to be elected in 2024 because of somebody's ego or someone's desire to fight or any other BS like that. Okay? We have two phenomenal candidates. Let's be happy. There's probably going to be one of those two. And let the, the guy who doesn't get the nomination support the other one as strongly as he can. And then hopefully we'll win this election and and get the the uh, president mumbles the hell out of there and his uh, disastrous administration of leftists. Let's go back to making America great again. And then in 28, hopefully we can have another Republican conservative win. Maybe it'll be DeSantis' second term. Maybe it'll be his first. Maybe it'll be... You know, Trump uh, leaving the Oval Office for the last time in 2029. But for God's sakes, do not screw around and let a Democrat get elected, my friends. What are we doing? I don't want this fight. We don't need this fight. We have two great guys, two great choices. So let's stop beating each other up. And really, DeSantis hasn't done it yet. I'm not even going to go there. But really, can we just... Have an adult election and elect the best man. And we all know that will not be a Democrat. Now, my friends, let's move on that I've preached a little bit. Believe me, I held back a lot. This is truly, truly disturbing what some people are trying to do with this thing. Uh, the Federalist has an editorial here on education. Christopher Jacobs wrote it a couple days ago. And it is about education. And the title kind of says it all. Instead of getting non-white students up to speed for honors classes, equity-obsessed schools give up on kids entirely. And this is happening it's happening somewhere here in Virginia where they're doing away with honors classes or gifted classes or whatever they're called. So basically they're punishing kids that are the best students because it might make the other kids feel bad or all oh, the kids might look too white or all oh, the kids might look too this or too that. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares if the honors class is all Asian, all black, all white, equal representation of all colors? Who cares? These kids have busted their ass. Let them have the reward they earned. 
This is America. America believes in many things. One of those things is that if you earn it, by God, you get to keep it. You get to be honored for it and noted for it and recognized for it. And the left is trying to destroy that too because that's all the left does is destroy. Leftism, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to call it, it destroys everything it touches. Everything it touches every time, period. You don't believe me, look up anything the left has touched. Look at the destruction that follows. Uh, now, again, Christopher Jacobs wrote this. Schools want to eliminate honors courses in the name of racial equity instead of being better at teaching all students. Again, why can't you just teach? Just teach. There will be kids that get honors classes and, and get better grades. There will be kids that, you know what? Some of the proudest proudest I ever heard had really good teachers. I remember a kid was getting D's, D minuses. By the end of the year, that kid was averaging like a C plus, B minus. That, the teacher was a private school, but that teacher busted her butt to make sure that kid learned. It was a wonderful thing to see. She was so proud of him. And I saw how proud he was of himself for dragging him. She used to say it all the time. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And she was a flaming liberal. But again, the key word liberal, not leftist. She chided me because there was a period in eighth grade there where I got kind of lazy and wanted to do this, wanted to play sports. And and she said, you know, you're, you're much brighter than these grades. These are good grades. You're capable of great grades. That's what I expect of you. Imagine a teacher going to a student saying, hey, you're doing really well, but you're better than this. Do better. Good. That's what a teacher should do. So what a coach should do. That's what a boss should do. That's what people in positions of leadership, uh, that's what they do. Ideally. I guess we can't have that anymore. We're too busy bean counting. Well, there's too many uh, kids who look this and too many kids who look like that and over here and over there and there. Again, we eat jelly beans, people. We eat jars of jelly. Okay? We're human beings. Uh, Jacobs writes, as if the learning losses suffered due to COVID lockdowns over the last several years did not harm children enough, left-wing elites have another solution in search of a problem, eliminating honors classes. Uh, the Wall Street Journal recently reported on the trend, highlighting controversies in several southern Marxifornia school districts. Where else but Marxifornia? Over their moves to Nick's honors, uh, honors courses in high schools, it represents the latest example of how the left's move to enforce. Say it with me, my friends. Equity. Equity is wonderful. Equity will save us. Uh, equity. What a crock that is. The Wall Street Journal recently reported on the trend. Pretty good source of Wall Street Journal, just to let you know. Um, but the latest example of the left's moves to enforce equity will re it's like equality, but even worse. How, what can I say it? When you try to make all outcomes equal, it doesn't work. Nobody wins. Everyone loses. 
Uh, that will result in lower standards and less learning for children of all skin colors and backgrounds. In other words, everyone will pay the price. This isn't about, uh, oh, the white kids or the Asian kids or this kid or that kid. They're, they're getting too good of marks. We, we have to hold them down a little bit so we don't want to hurt the feelings of the others. We want equity. No, you want excellence in education. Excellence for some means straight A's. Excellence for some means coming up to a, a B. Excellence to some may be making a, making a C. But excellence always breeds excellence. Don't forget that. You always get better as long as you're trying sincerely to get better. You will get better. It may not be a huge amount, but you'll get better. When you take away the honors courses and stop rewarding kids for excelling, guess what you're hurting? Excellence. And that is not good for the country, my friends. <clears throat> uh, back to this piece. The Journal interviewed the superintendent of the Culver City Unified School District outside of Los Angeles. The superintendent, Quoc Tron, he was on Star Wars, wasn't he, or Star Trek? No? Well, maybe not. Uh, but anyway, Quoc Tron defined the issue of honors classes thusly. Parents say academic as excellence should not be experimented with for the sake of social justice. But it was very jarring when teachers looked at their AP enrollment and realized black and brown kids were not there. They felt obligated to do something. Educate them better. Your teachers teach them better. Find a more creative way. Find a way to reach the kids. Find somebody who is a leader to come in and, and talk. I'll tell you what, there was a guy I met years ago at the airport. I worked for years in Dallas. A uh, black man owned his own business. And he had several talks with me about hiring people and how stupid college graduates are. No one has common sense. But one of the things I remember him saying uh, was that he always, as a kid, if someone came to the class and talked and they were a success at what they did, and he talked about the things that made him a success, the hard work, the, the diligence, the everything else, he said that always impressed him. And he always wondered why schools don't get more people to come in and talk to the kids and say, look, look at me, look what I did. Not to be just like me, but you can do it too. Why don't we have more of that? Mentors, coaches, uh, just come in and, and talk to the kids and maybe they inspire some kids. Believe me, there were several people that came to schools when I went uh, and I was very happy to hear from. And they, they some of them really enthralled me. It was always a great thing. Why don't we do more of that? Instead of saying I'm obligated to do something, black and brown students aren't doing as well as I think they should or could, so let's take away from the white and Asian kids. On, on what planet, in what universe, in what galaxy, far, far away, does that make any sense? Nowhere. Doesn't exist. Uh, back to the piece. And when teachers, quote, felt obligated to do something, what did that something entail? Not giving the additional motivation and encouragement that African-American and Hispanic students might need to take more challenging classes. So the very people you claim to be helping, you're hurting them the worst of all. You're a bigot and you don't even know it. 
because you're eating up with this social justice garbage. This equality, this idea of equality, this egalitarian spirit that is an absolute abject failure at every level. Not providing non-white students with any extra tutoring or help they might need to succeed in those challenging classes. No, doing something in this case meant nixing honors courses entirely. See, you don't. This is the way communism works, isn't it? You never look at inequality, so to speak, and you say these countries are much better off than these countries. They never look at at the Western countries. Typically, that's the ones doing the best. Say, hmm, wait, Japan and. Finland and the U.S. and this country, they do things, they're doing much better. Let's look at what they do. Let's look at the countries that aren't succeeding. What do they do? How do they do it? Maybe you export the good ideas from the country succeeding and help those who aren't succeeding to become more successful. Does that take a genius to figure that out? No, that's common sense. Uh, Pedro Frigola, who is a parent with two students enrolled at Culver City High School, hit the nail on the head when he explained why he opposed the district's move. He says, I was born in Cuba, and it doesn't sound good when people are trying to achieve equal outcomes for everyone. Well, he knows about communism firsthand, so he knows how stupid this is and how useless and ultimately more harmful. The ones you're trying to help always get hurt the worst. It is really the sickest kind of fascination uh, the left has with, has with uh, equity. And moving on here, as someone who enrolled in every possible honors and advanced placement class offered in high school, this author says, I can state that any honors classes won't help student achievement. It will only degrade students' performance and discipline. I can speak from experience in saying that students who do not feel challenged in the classroom and who feel confined by a slower pace of instruction will often resort to playing pranks and other unruly behavior out of sheer boredom. Sounds like me. There was a while there I would get all my stuff done. I was like, God, this is taking these kids so long. And I would, you know, I was a kid. I was 13, 14. I'd do immature, stupid things. And the teacher would fuss at me. Uh, but yeah, for, for a good period of my junior high years, it was boring high school too. It was just, okay. Can we move on to something else? And sometimes you really can't. It's like, you have to wait for all the class to get it when you get it. And it's just excruciating. Can, I mean, you just want to keep going. Can I, I don't know. Can I go do something? else anything entertaining but uh you're not helping the kids who are behind you're not helping the kids who are ahead it's just uh, it's like socialism it's it's a race to get everyone in a mushed up middle and pretend that's uh good because that's diversity or equity and he also writes this is not to denigrate those who need additional encouragement or instructions to synthesize lessons and master the curriculum but it is to denigrate the woke mentality present in, in the pedagogy that now consider success and merit four-letter words. On the face of it, only two possible scenarios explain the lack of minority student enrollment in advanced classes discussed by the Culver City Superintendent. 
Either teachers in Culver City and other similar districts haven't given minority students the tools they need, whether, whether that be instruction, motivation, or a combination of the two, to enroll in and succeed at honors and other advanced classes, or African-American and Hispanic students can't learn as well as peers of other races. And guess what? I don't believe they can't learn as fast as anybody else. I don't think it's a racial thing at all. And the author of this piece doesn't think that either. He says the success of inner city charter schools where non-white students can far outperform their counterparts in traditional public schools and in some cases outperform students in wealthier suburban districts demonstrates that students can overcome any obstacles that class may have put in front of them provided they have quality instruction. Again, quality over quantity. You get quantity eventually, but you teach quality first. Uh, but rather than tasking a, then taking a good hard look in the mirror and asking themselves, how are we failing these minority students? The educational system uh, instead wants to solve the problem by eliminating honors courses. Rather than trying harder so all students, or at least as many as possible, can learn at an advanced level, Districts like Culver City are effectively giving up on their students entirely. Sounds like you got some lazy teachers, lazy administrators. They don't want to deal with it. Uh, they just don't want to deal with it. And one final little bit here. It's a pretty good long piece. You should read it. It's very good. Um, this is under the part entitled, Teachers Should Always Challenge Their Students. I believe that firmly. One of the highest compliments I ever received came during commencement week when I met some of the families of the students I had taught in the University Honors uh, Colloquium on Healthcare. A mother of one of my students pulled me aside and said of her daughter, she didn't talk about all of her professors, but she talked about you. You challenged her. That's what great teachers, great coaches, great leaders do. Many times I challenge people in several ways in a restaurant business as GM, as a bar manager, as a manager, when I was behind the bar, whatever it was, I was always challenging somebody. It's either the way I work, my work ethic. I had a guy tell me one time, he goes, you know, I like working with you. He was brand new. He hadn't bartended very much. And he said, I like working with you because you always make me feel like I need to catch up. And I felt kind of bad at first when I heard it and said, that makes me want to learn and work faster. So I was inspiring him by being better. At he, I gave him something to shoot for. In other words, he had the ambition. All he had to do was have somebody push the button a little bit. Not that I was even intending to do that. But that's one thing when I got onto somebody, when I was, at times threatening their job if they didn't change i'd say dude i think you're better than this i don't get it in fact i know you're better than this so you need to figure that out challenging people pushing people not in an abusive way or a mean way or just a, a nasty way but in a way that lets them know you believe they can do it but they have to make the effort is a wonderful thing and that's what we need, not to drop honors classes. Okay, we don't need to punish the successful to make the unsuccessful better because the unsuccessful will just 
feel worse about being unsuccessful. They'll still be unsuccessful. And the successful, will eventually they'll find a way to, uh, to succeed. But they still won't be allowed to reach their, their ultimate goal, their ultimate dream. They, they won't be able to achieve their best. And that doesn't help anybody. It hurts everybody. So I guess in the end, the equity people are getting what they want. Everyone the same. Again, no excellence. Just a muddled middle of nobodies. Doesn't sound very smart or very educational. Or frankly, very woke to me. At least not if you're awake. I am Doug Hagen. That is the Daily Gator Daily Thought. I went a little over. I apologize. My friends, the three rules of this blog. The three rules of life to me. Go Gators. God bless America. And if you are left, you just ain't right. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Be good to yourselves, my friends. Don't drink too much. And if you ever see me out, I'll take one on the house. Sure, you can buy me one anytime. Especially if you're a pretty lady. Yeah, I wish. Y'all be good.